0: guys and gals and non-binary pals this is systems mild everyone at the table you please introduce yourselves
1: hey,
2: it's
3: jamie
1: it's Tori.
2: it's your boy alex i like
0: the i, I like i like this vibe tonight <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's good. uh we are unfortunately down a maxwell and a gavin tonight but we love them dearly and, and miss them we do we do we, do. we, if we you miss, can find them well please let us know we we, oh, <laughs> th- we miss that one we don't miss the other one you know
2: Let you decide that. Audience.
0: (laughs) No, no, we we love them both. Equally. Um, Even
3: if Maxwell's the one we would be referring to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In a hypothetical world where (laughs) we're all thinking about how we're we're glad that Maxwell isn't here. Yeah, that's totally it. But no, yeah, um, (laughs) this is just going to be another little chill episode of Systems Mild. And tonight we are going to be talking about that very, very sad conclusion that we had to...
1: By the (laughs) way, did you introduce yourself?
2: You know, Tori... (laughs) Mystery man. who are You just came in here and you just sat down. I don't tell
0: you to introduce yourselves unless I'm talking about minutes ago when I actually did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no. (laughs) I am Will, and tonight I will be your host uh, as opposed to the norm, as we usually have Alex. But, you know, this is my show, Systems Mild. Um, But, yeah, we're going to be talking about the melancholy conclusion to Call of Cthulhu. But, you know... At least one of us lived, right?
2: Yeah. Right, Alex. Yeah, I mean, right, I, Max. It was a, it was a total vibe, you know. I yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's sad. I was having fun, you know. Oh, I had a great time.
0: Oh, I, I still had fun. I was <laughs> cheesing the whole time. I was yeah.
1: upset the whole time, but that's okay.
3: <laughs> I cried listening back through it, though. I really did, like. It was some emotional stuff,
2: especially the goodbyes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. The, the whole the whole goodbye scene, it was like you guys were ready to die, and mm-hmm. I was happy to oblige.
0: <laughs> Melvin, Melvin had his first alcohol mm-hmm. in that episode. And then we all got
3: curdled milk in our <laughs> we got, Well, did everyone drink the milk or did yeah, I just drink milk? it milk? we passed it around. Yeah, we passed it around. I don't oh, think right. Melvin
0: would have shared his answer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, um, that was really, really interesting because I can't remember the last time – I had like a first TTRPG experience like that that ended in just a TP, well, it, a near TPK. Sorry, because ba- well, basically, you know what? No, Richard Maxwell left the party. It was a TPK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a total party yeah. kill, ladies for and sure. gentlemen. Richard Maxwell has left the building. He has <laughs> left the building. Hmm. Um, but no, yes, yeah, so like what? Like, what were you guys like all feeling when we all kind
3: of realized, hey, we're dead? <laughs> um, I feel like I, I was a little i was a little bummed because i i mean we're also new to the system it was like only our third session and you know you want it to keep going and it's fun because you have to say you know you say goodbye to those characters um and that's hard mm-hmm. um because I, I i loved everyone's characters I thought that they were all so cool and I, our dynamic was really mm-hmm. really interesting um and um yeah i it was just hard to see them go really i just didn't want it to end the end of Gail Masterson. Gail Masterson. <laughs> I listened back to it and I was like, wow, my voice sounds like really different. Yeah. Like yeah. When, I, when I would say a line and then refix it and then say it actually as Gail. I <laughs> think I remember one time I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It really is like, it sounds so
2: different. Yeah. Just so. yeah. show you how it much does. you're in your head with your voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Crazy.
0: You look like you were to continue,
2: so.
1: Just oh no, I was just agreeing with him.
2: So, I, okay. I, no, I was Tori, how did you. you feel about your character dying and all I of was, that I was, I was,
1: I have attachment issues. So, <laughs> and it was my first time, you know, speaking with a British accent unprofessionally to the public, and from the feedback I've heard, it wasn't terrible. Um, because was... your girlfriend liked it, Alex. Yes. She Gavin's liked girlfriend it. like it. Gavin's all girlfriend. All the girlfriends like. Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy I liked get it. all of the bitches. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> come on. now.
0: Amelia Grace gets bitches. <laughs> Cannon. Cannon. Got. 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 She's
3: dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I thought you were talking about like an abbreviation. I was like G O T. Game of Thrones.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um, g- I g- gain of thoughts. Gain of thoughts. <laughs>
0: That
1: was uh, good. That was a good. Jam. But you know, uh-huh. it's you know, I you know I I've, I've never really played anything other than Dungeons and Dragons. So playing Call of Cthulhu with a completely different dynamic, completely different like everyone's human. I'm like, hmm. wow, this is new. <laughs> no, there's no elf here? Wow, this is wh- oh, okay. There's um, no
3: cat person here? <laughs> you you're
0: telling me that Ma over at the store is not a dragonborn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um but i really enjoyed it despite the ending because i was really feeling that attachment with amelia grace and richard maxwell mm-hmm. despite him being married i still look he's gonna ship them oh my bit. lord mm. i
3: shipped it I shipped yeah
1: it. i'm i'm noticing a pattern here with call of cthulhu and D and know. with I, me I and maxwell's it. characters hey, i ship it i don't know what it is but um hey.
3: Well, you better watch out when it comes to masks. He's all mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now he's all yours. Oh, the
0: siblings are going to fight over him. Okay. No, no, no. no. He's all yours. A no, 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 no.
2: Love triangle? I'm
1: not. Okay. I don't want it to be like the milk. I don't want it to be a consistent thing with every campaign that oh. we're okay, in. Okay,
3: look.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten many questions about that, but from my, my good friends who listen to the podcast. They all, like, you have another fucking milk character. <laughs> like, we know you're going to do it. Be like, that's just something, that's a trend I like to have with my characters, because I like milk, and also, I kind of like it as, this. sorry, this is a complete tangent, I like it as a bit of a takeaway from the, like, I feel like, ma- mainly in D&D, this happens, there's characters, like, I go to the bar and order, like, 15 shots, and I'm not affected by them at all. It's like, yeah, you think you're really cool for that, bro, don't you? Because, like, totally, obviously, totally. Like, it's like, I love me some drinking, but... Like it's it's I, it's it's almost like one of those kind of like toxic D and D kind of things where it's, it's like
3: I definitely think you can get that way. Yeah.
0: So I I am like uh, I'm gonna go to a bar and like, can I have a glass of milk, please? And like, <laughs> do, do you have any cookies behind the counter or
3: something? Maybe that'd be great. I, yeah, I think that's a great twist on a trope. I, I
0: think it's, it's so a good.
1: D and D equivalent to an Oreo, just like. But at some <laughs>
3: point, you have to play something with like milk powers or milk producing. Oh, I will something. I, I,
0: I've we, got I've got stuff in the.
1: Playing works. It like in Pokemon, you become a milk tank.
2: We know that it's going to be his villain arc when he plays a hero, and his first line is, I hate milk. And oh, yeah. It. Like, we <laughs> <Yeah>. have <laughs> arc. Hunch we're like, oh, all know we're really that No, that, that's his
1: evil father. just like, I hate milk. You know that? Um,
0: and, and we could cut this up. You know that, the, that ad for, like, the Titan show when Ron was like, fuck Batman? It's just my character comes <laughs> out and goes, fuck milk. <laughs> I hate milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Tune in to season two of Systems Wild.
3: <laughs> oh. No, um, but, um,. Will we ever love No Again? <laughs> <Ryan>.
0: <laughs> Straight up you know where like I kind of took that from too. Where? Uh the dub of Yu Gi Oh five D's, which I used to love when really? I was younger. There's that scene where in the original sub for it, um the guy tells you say to go to this bar and he like orders some drink or whatever. When they censored it for like the Cartoon Network thing, there's like go there and order a glass of milk <laughs> Uh, and so like Yusei walks in he's like I'll have a glass of milk sir and he like slides a card over to him he sees the guy he's like oh you want something in the back don't you <laughs> and that's like like kind of the scene I think of every time I have a character that orders milk
2: but... the specialty milks yeah. like uh, the, the, the oh dive God. right in you won my heart over oh he man that. classic
0: but anyway that was, that was a bit of a a tangent but mm. um rest in peace to all that milk R.I.P. to all that milk that burned in that fire it smelled terrible when it burned mm. rest um, in peace no, but like I, I had mixed feelings at the end actually, which I didn't expect to have. Yeah, because I really love character deaths, just like the drama that they cause. Absolutely, because we, we talked about this before. I love sad media, like because mm, mm. uh, this is a little deep. But like, I feel like there's a lot of times where like, and this can be for like a lot of people. You you go through something that like you can't quite process. And you don't know how to let out those tears for that. Yeah. And then you go and watch like a sad show or something. And then those tears come out. Release. Yeah. And it, it, you feel so much better. You're like, why? It's like, oh, I was probably repressing this one thing.
3: I literally, I'll do that, but just watch Treasure Planet over and over god! <laughs> and, <Treasure laughs> and then when Planet's it gets so to the montage it. where his dad leaves, I instantly, whatever I've been holding oh, gosh. in, here it
1: comes. It's the same. Oh. Yeah.
0: So that this, that was a very cathartic ending. Because I, I, I went into this expecting like... You know, Like we talked about this before. It's called Cthulhu. I was like, oh, heck yeah. Our character's going to die. It's going to be great. It's going to be dark as heck. And then like as we went along, I was like, oh, I kind of love this little dork that I'm playing. Um, <laughs> and I got to the end and I was like, oh, I hate to see him go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And I thought we stood like pretty good odds, too. I think that was my like kind of downfall. I got a little hopeful. Oh, I was yeah. like, hey, like, maybe we got this. No, which
0: at- we need to talk about this. I, th- I think this might be what you want to talk about. I don't know if we talked about it in the actual episode. Can you tell us what you told us when we asked oh. about the ritual and what went wrong? Here's... Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Well, was... before I say this, okay, I want to I want to ask a question of you guys from yeah. a DM to players perspective, from someone who was behind the screen and literally like in D and D in role playing games, you try to not have a hard answer. I think I could speak for the DMs. At, oh yeah. Like yeah, for for the right. for the surface level things, but there are some things where you have to draw the line of yeah. like this is the correct answer. Yeah. Or mm. this is certain hard facts about the world and consequences will happen whether or not you follow that. Do the right thing. So I want to know. the only
0: set railroad that there is
2: right now. I want to know really where you guys really thought y'all, you know, screwed the pooch where you were like, Oh, we are for sure like going to die. Like where was that moment? That realization was like, yep, we're going to die.
0: I know mine during the investigation stage (laughs) because I, I, not as an insult to anyone else's characters, I think Melvin was the only one that had any, like, science or occult, right? And when I kept failing those, like, investigation rolls, I was like, I don't know if anyone else is going to succeed on these. Because it's, like, a high, like... Uh, it's difficult. I guess yeah. we can still call it a DC because it's still a difficulty challenge for yeah. this. But it was, like, a high DC, like, for not having any science in there. I think so you have to roll, like, within 25%, maybe less. I have my 60, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like we're not going to learn anything. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> nope. I think, for me, it was when... It was a, a lot later. I think it was when um, Gavin's face got torn up. And oh, I was like, that was. I was like, well, that was, yeah, that you know, was goodbye. We'll just give it yeah. our best. And whatever we got is just going to have to be enough.
1: Yeah, that that was not probably the same. Around the same. It was that or it was the instance when we were just sitting in the dark waiting for something to happen.
0: That was killer. That
1: was probably. It was that. And when uh, Gavin's character's face got ripped off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, also, we're screwed.
3: I wanted to say about the research stage when Richard was looking up whether or not my wife actually died in the way that I said that it did instead of <laughs> for facts on like what we were doing. That made me, that drove me nuts. I know the audience didn't hear that yeah. portion. Unfortunately, yeah. But he was so concerned that I was a psychopath and a murderer that he thought he made up this whole story about how my wife died in basically a very similar occult accident yeah. and decided to go and do research on it like a butt. I think that
0: was also a bit more of, like, Maxwell, I, IRL Maxwell, yeah. playing Richard as, like, the skeptic mm-hmm. to the and, point yeah. where, no, like it was he, great, but he it was means, in denial not, yeah. about it. He doesn't want to even entertain the idea that this is real. He's like, no, I'm not going to research. That's a waste of time to research that. This is, like, a more pressing matter, which, like from like a pure role play standpoint is like yes he's he's doing the right thing oh he
3: may he definitely
2: did the right thing but it's still as me.
0: players at the table though, i was like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> like yeah. flat earthers today of literally <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: their performing <laughs> experience proving the earth is round yeah. and still denying it to this day exactly. i love yeah, that documentary totally. but the, he was playing the hardcore skeptic he was he playing was. the flat earther that you, you could literally put a demon right in front of richard maxwell and he would be like Gale did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did Gale do? It's Gail a projection
1: do? of some kind. It's
2: a <laughs> man in a mask.
0: <laughs> and like, even towards the end where he starts pointing all that blame at Gale for the, the, um, the McFurders. The McFurder and the Recurder. woman's death. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it, it is just such like a real human, like shock moment. Like you see something that's like uncanny or otherworldly because it had all this goo and everything on it. And even like, realizing that it's, it's something strange. Trying to rationalize it, and unfortunately, that rationalization was Gail must have done this. He wasn't here. He just came back in blood, which like is is a fair kind of thing at that point. There's also no interest in de-escalation on either side, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like again, that's just it was such good role play from both sides. Like it it was just feeding into each other into this loop. With like, well, either someone's gonna die or someone's gonna leave, and thankfully it was the latter.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before people died. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So. Well, well, let's go back to what was yeah, your question cir- circle earlier?
0: back uh, to the pin we had on this. My question was, because <laughs> this, I don't know about y'all, this made me feel like such a dummy, though, where right when we finished the session, uh, I, I, I can't remember if we put this in the episode or not, at the end of Call of Cthulhu, but we asked you what actually went wrong, because we were all convinced that we had to do that ritual in the attic. Will you please let the audience know what we did and how big of idiots we are so
2: spoilers for if you ever wish to play the starter set for call of cthulhu because this is the very first adventure uh if you purchase the starter set Mm. that it or it asks you to do for a group of players
0: and i think you even note that at the beginning of the first episode yes
2: this is actually this is a very big compliment to what i love about the call of cthulhu system and just specifically chaosium in general as a RPG production company of this is the most thorough starter set that I've ever laid eyes on. I have had I have bought like three or four starter sets for three or four different systems, uh, just to, to just to, to let you guys know how much I had to make up on my end just to you know meet with the chaos of you know running a game. Uh, the only location that I had to make up on the spot was the the McFerder House. Oh, Literally, really? that was it. Everything else was accommodated in the starter set. Everything was. Information was given, slight backstory was given where it was needed. It, it predicted if you want to go to the university, here you go, and this is oh the information gosh. you'll find at university. It it even said that there were uh, – it gave a heads up of red herrings because there were certain things in the case in the investigation that – you give out like there was talk of going to new orleans that Mm -hmm. was a complete red herring
3: i thought that was like a major downfall that we did it was like Mm -hmm. should have gone to new orleans
0: yeah and like towards the end i kind of thought i was like god maybe he was right
2: (laughs) (laughs) so spoilers for the starter box set but essentially the lore of the house is all like the whole the whole story is based off of this book that you learn all this information from this journal but it is also an unreliable narrator In the sense that some things are right and some things are wrong. And the only way to find out what's right and wrong is to compare how things are in the journal to how you investigate the house. Mm -hmm. And those are how things coincide. So, for example, all of the writings on the house that I described, all the red writings on the doorways and all the things like that, those were all, like the book said, protective sigils to keep the monsters and bad spirits out. Where it was wrong was, oh, the spirit is still bound to the house. No, the spirit could go Wherever it wanted to, it just made its home in the attic above the house Mm -hmm. until the last one died, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, you want to talk about where you went wrong? Yes, please. It was literally (laughs) down to those understanding that the the safe space was inside the house on the first floor, not in the attic. That is it. And I tried my best to hint, if you notice, if you listen back to the podcast, that the creature never crossed the threshold. It pulled Gavin's character up after waiting... You know, for Daniel to come up, it then pulled him up even further. Yeah. And then when Daniel dropped, it did not pursue. Steve. Little things like that. Steve. We were
1: just so caught up in the moment. We didn't
0: realize. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, after the fact, I was like, "This, so, we're so dumb. It's obvious. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah. E- even with like, the, the protection sigils and everything downstairs. like, And I, I remember one of the things that we took note of was there's none of those upstairs. And I, I don't know why I thought like yeah it, this this is where the, the puzzle right <laughs> pieces
1: just did not click at all. No, it, just it, it's you. just
0: part of that kind of like panic thing. We also kind of knew we were in the end game, and so totally. we I, I kind of just quit. We tunnel visioned. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It sucked.
2: Mm-hmm. And now out of story and planning and things like that, what was cut from the episode mm-hmm. was we did stop and have a conversation beforehand because I as a DM mm-hmm. yes. have never gone i've never killed a single player let alone a tpk and you know it's kind of like seeing someone slowly drive off a cliff it's like you can stop them if you go but how how chipped would you guys feel like how Mm -hmm. unsatisfied would you guys feel with the ending if you guys did eventually win, but it's because I intervened and gave you guys that last little clue of yeah. like, yeah, I know you guys failed those rules, but here's the information. Yeah, those are protective sh- sigils. Yeah, sometimes the dice tell their story, and we all decided that the dice would tell their story, and I did not hold back in terms mm-hmm. of uh, consequences, and things were happening, and
1: you enjoyed every second. I know
2: you're not gonna lie. lie. I loved ripping <gasps> Gail Masterson's <laughs> chest apart. See,
0: like, I mean just just like for everyone to know it's like alex is not a monster dm or anything like that he like he said he did straight up pause recording and sat down and talked with us and be like hey what are you guys comfortable with because he's a very conscientious good guy and like it was very to be to be honest as a dm that is something that should be like a given because like you're playing a game with your players like there is a certain point where you have to stop and be like, is is this still enjoyable for you? And I think that was the point where you asked us and we were like, oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah, (laughs) That's one thing I really wanted to assure you of is like, I'm having a great time. Like, uh, I know that this train is going down and we are going to party the rest of the way.
2: We had the moment. It was right after, it was right after specifically when Daniel got attacked, Mm -hmm. where we let the moment sit, we let the moment happen, and then we stopped recording for a moment and I just had to check in because this is something that, I believe as a DM and that I hope that more DMs understand is because there's, there's a lot of power that can go to people's heads, but Mm -hmm. your friends are trusting you with their evening. They're trusting you with their time. They're trusting you with their characters that they have painstakingly created. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is quote unquote, your world quote unquote, your rules. But at the same time, they are imparting that trust to you. So while they're trusting you to be the rules person and the arbiter of the world, they're also trusting you to have their best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. It's, ba- it's like being a parent almost. Yeah. You have to set the boundaries. You have to set the rules. But also at the same time, you have to look out for what's best for them. Yeah. right.
1: And players are, are the ones that bring the DM's world to life. That's true. So if you don't give them their creative abilities, it's just not going to come out probably the way the DM intended.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because there, there's times where you need to limit the player's. And times where like you, you need to kind of put those checks and balances in place. But for the most part, in any game that you're game mastering, dungeon mastering, whatever you want to call it, you are I, I really like the the way that Brendan Lee Mulligan's put it for, you are the Greek chorus kind of. Yes. You are the one who is there interpreting the story. But for the most part, they are kind of guiding this crazy thing. And sometimes there are railroads that you need to put into place to guide them in certain ways. Like, we did not follow, we did not set our tracks onto the correct rail at the end. And so we, we were punished for that. But it, it wasn't a punishment because you cleared it with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But yeah, I, I had a fantastic time with Call of Cthulhu. I'm excited mm-hmm. for next Halloween. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I hope you do
2: I mean, one. It,
1: it is a great segue to a sequel. Honestly,
2: it is. It's very
0: cinematic.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. The only thing is, uh, well, this is this is just me talking to you guys. This is not talking for podcast purposes. But only thing in the edit that I was like, "Dang, I wish" was in the final bit. I wanted to get laughing bits of every single one of you guys. Oh, you should wish that was the only thing. But because I was,
0: yeah, crazy, yeah, going
2: on. Yeah, uh, I was like, I'd I'd rather get it out than. Yeah. I yeah. would have been like in the okay.
1: in the break room at work just laughing my ass off for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, great. But yeah, no. I love I loved Call of Cthulhu. My favorite moments as a DM, but especially in Call of Cthulhu, is when I get to sit back and just watch my players play. Yeah. Genuinely like that goodbye scene I I listen to it over and over again just because it's such this it's a strange mixture of happiness and sorrow mm-hmm. of this sense of impending doom but at the same time this revelry that's happening of these un you know what's the word unlikely, un, unlikely friends yeah. you know they started off at each other's heads and then they just got called in together one day and you know they became friends through this process without even trying yeah yeah uh, and the, uh, it was very sweet and mm-hmm. you Truly could feel emotional the, you could feel the pun mm the gut punch when it happened and
0: we really unintentionally had like the most outlandish cavalcade of characters put together because like we had like an archaeology student a former fireman a like a, a like essentially a musician, like a, bar club singer, musician yeah. a bartender and a private investigator who like <laughs> Everyone's got like a couple screws loose yeah. like, mm-hmm. in some of the mm-hmm. same places, but like I can't think of like five more different people. No, yeah, you...
1: like like Richard and Amelia had something in common. That was like the only yeah. thing that had was dynamics But they were
0: both very different people. Right,
1: but... as far like as that's like the closest quote unquote dynamic that we had yeah. in the in the group. Everyone else was just kind of their own thing. Brought together, it was really weird.
2: Yeah, and yet you guys made them human, and that's what yes. made it. You, instead of playing into these caricatures, and, and I think with starting off the system, it was very much like, oh yeah, we're just going to do these ha funny ha ha characters, and mm-hmm. you know because they're going to die anyway, yada yada yada. And then you ended up falling in love with them and humanizing them, and exactly. by because of that, we ended up I, I say not just as Alex the DM, but also Alex the listener mm-hmm. of the yeah. podcast. We ended up falling in love with them as well. Mm-hmm. That scene I
3: had with like each person at the end, that was like I don't know. I wish you could just, I don't know. I feel like something's different about Call of Cthulhu, about, like, the realism of it. Because, yeah. like, these are just, like, real people with real problems. And there's, like, a little bit of, like, spicy life in there. A little magic, a little occult. But, like, those conversations were just, like, about our lives. Like, our mundane, yeah. mm-hmm. chill lives. It just felt really real and really cool. And it's, like, a place that you don't always get to go um, as a player, as an actor, because, you know, when you when you get into these, like, these settings and that's something i I like about masks is because it's like a little you have a little bit more spicy but you're still pretty human there's a lot of mundaneness especially Mm -hmm. as as teenagers
0: um we'll talk more about masks in a second absolutely it it is a it's a good comparison
3: but i just i don't know i've never gotten to do that in an rpg before and i thought it was really really special and really cool just to see just people just people i don't know It was really cool absolutely Mm -hmm. back to my acting training
1: (laughs) (laughs) and with uh Call of cthulhu was technically a psychological horror kind of thing
2: mm-hmm. psychological horror cosmic horror is the category i would say
1: the atmosphere like as a player coming in to play i'm not gonna lie to you i would come and walk in here shaking
2: because i
1: because yeah it's it's intimidating it is, so yeah. i would walk in here shaking a little bit because i'm like how is this going to go down I'm scared to walk out of this house right now. Yeah. It has not the first time. Cause I would walk out after a call Cthulhu session and I'm like,
3: run to the car
1: where I'm just, I'm just going to run to the car. I need to like oh, stay yeah. with the group, you know, like, you know, literally <coughs> Richard.
0: the last uh, session I walked out before everyone else did. Cause I had to leave and I was pooping my pants <laughs> all the way to the freaking car, especially because like where we are, like uh, uh, we're, we're recording at Alex's home. Uh, not a lot of street lights around, um, especially on this street. So it's pitch black getting to my car on the street, and
1: it's a wooded area.
0: So I had my flash on. I was running. I'm looking back. I'm like looking for Mrs. McFerger. Yeah, <laughs> slam the door, locking it quickly. Like
1: <laughs> waiting for a giant tornado. Yeah,
2: checking the back
0: seat of my car
2: first. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you uh, say that, but there's again a whole other, you know, different timeline of how the book goes down. For if you do that ritual, like in the
0: oh yeah in right. the room
2: itself, where it's. This creature has abilities to bring back its kills from like as zombies and oh. let it fight for it, and oh. that's honestly where the main fight is: is that this creature is so overpowered, but because you're in the room, you're safe from it, so it sends in stuff after you. So that's what
0: was going to happen if we were doing the ritual correctly. We yes. would have had to face his past victims. Yes, insane. And that's yes. absolutely. No- okay. Imagine if
3: your wife showed up. Well, she didn't. He didn't kill my wife.
2: It would have been heard, recent kills in the area, though, right? Uh, yes. yes. Psychologically uh, attacking. okay. It okay. can also take the form of like it can. It's it's kind of psychic, and it takes the forms of like the last round is like a temptation round, essentially. Gotcha. Of okay, you trap it in the sigil. It. Then goes to each character one by one and tempts them to break it free from the circle. Oh which my Which in the book turn
1: into Richard.
2: Yes, in the book the that
0: w- that would have been messed like, up would... because we would have believed oh, it probably.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's and, genius. That's genius. And like, like
0: me as Melvin, I was already crapping because like Rebecca is in this town. Like I, I didn't know that. Me as a player knew that because remember you said that she was going to Ross's Corners, and I was like, cool. That's just something I got to sit on now and know, and I can't do anything about it. Great, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, and the the other one thing that I was like, ooh, this is devious, it does warn, it gives, again, massive props to Chaosium. Mm -hmm. It gives down to the details of, hey, if you're running this game with one or two players, maybe, you know, instead of bringing back, you know, full... But in using, like, zombie human stats, Mm -hmm. just bring back a a couple of dead raccoons or something smaller (laughs) to, like, literally it says two people do a a dead raccoon on the first round. Or, you know, three to four people do a raccoon and a dead body. It says, like, if it's up to, like, six, seven people plus or whatever, bring back, bring in a bear from the woods. What it did not say, and this is, again, alternate timeline things, uh, I rolled very low for Daniel's damage. Yeah, Uh, Very, very low. Drastically low for the two dice I rolled. I believe it was a D6 and a D8. Oh my god! Uh, and that took you know almost half of his damage instantly. Yeah, you right. rolled like
0: six or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: essentially, the game plan was because we play with five people, I go a little bit harder. But I would have especially gone a little bit harder then. Uh, creature drop the dead body into the house, then revive it and have it attack from within the house. Would have been the final round before you guys trapped him that yeah.
1: would have sucked
2: it would have been so cool
1: though <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if he like ran off and like killed richard and then brought richard's body in that would have been crazy, that have been
1: crazy. well yeah. i don't think he was close enough to the house at that point
2: well the monster could go anywhere that's the thing if the book clearly states that what because the, the the journal is an unreliable narrator uh the journal says I think the creature is still bound to the house. You find in the trunk, like, oh, I think it's still bound to the house. Yeah, it's completely not bound to the house at all. It just <laughs> likes to be there, and it can go wherever it oh. wants to. Really, also, it, it would have been in the place
0: where the people who are trying to stop it would be. So, like, it, it, it makes sense. But still, yeah, that they it could have gone and got richer, could have gotten anyone really. Anyway. Gosh,
3: oh, that well, sucked.
0: Great story, man. Good, great great good players stuff I think it's like it's bittersweet with, with like what if stuff like that though it's almost like that's that's a different scenario like, absolutely anything could have happened but still it, it's still fun to talk about those what ifs yeah. yeah 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 but uh transitioning away from call of cthulhu just after that we had our first episode of masks a new generation
2: masks a new generation i correct. keep calling it
0: the next generation like it's star trek by accident <laughs> um picard so that's why i said that with like a hint of like questioning there um but now yeah like that's another one i've never played before I, has anyone here actually played it no
1: the only role-playing game i've ever played before this was D. okay
0: so yeah we all went in blind to this again Yeah, yeah. absolutely
2: Jeez. this is such a genre whiplash yeah absolutely between the two.
0: cosmic horror all of our characters die
2: we're heroes <laughs> we're superheroes and we're teenagers yeah
1: you get reincarnated into a different multiverse
2: I did have a little bit of that bleed over with the Tentacle Portal, though. So yeah, oh true. yeah. A
1: yeah. Bit. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Like, it, it, that's it, cool. Uh,
0: it
2: burps out
0: Gail's act. <laughs> oh
2: no! Ooh, that would be it's too connected. obvious.
0: No, but uh, this I was very, very excited for because obviously, as a kid, and even still now, big fan of superheroes. Let me some DC, Marvel, Boom Comics, all that. Classic. So one thing uh, I was really curious about is going into this. Um, what were like some of your comic book hero, character, even villain, inspirations that you had going into this. And just also as a little fun aside, favorite hero?
1: Well, okay. I, the inspiration for mine wasn't based off of a comic book hero. Mm. It was actually based off of one of my favorite TV series, if you haven't picked up on It was Steven Universe. Oh, nice. Which, you know, is a show about um, alien gems. Oh, and because... You know, I was really me and Jamie really wanted to be siblings in this one. So Mm -hmm. we were trying to think of names that would go good as like a as a duo kind of thing. Hero names. Right. And I was just researching. I was like, what's a good like good like a gem that sounds like a hero name? And I found Aquamarine and I was like, that's it right there i hate the steven universe character aquamarine (laughs) um but i love the use of that as a superhero name and then me and jamie were just kind of going back and forth texting like he sent me a whole list of different gems that'd be cool
3: like 20 names
1: (laughs) yeah one of them was onyx i almost chose onyx i was like wait well i kind of want to try something else and then i remembered Mm -hmm. that um in the show spoilers for steven universe um I mean, it's been out for a while, but still. Um, And one of the characters in there, uh, Lapis Lazuli and Jasper, when they fuse, they become Malachite. And Malachite in the real world is known to give off toxins if touched by... If if it's, like, not... um, What's the word I'm thinking of? When it's not polished. Uh If it's raw and it it touches water or even the oils on your skin, it can release toxins. That's and crazy. becomes very toxic, so that's why I thought of malachite for Jamie's character, some, because some team combos, right, that, yeah, <laughs> right. That's
3: sick, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioned something about it. Forgot? I forgot. We did that. it. That's I think cool. we did it
3: in the episode. I formed like blades, and then I had her splash them. Yeah, and then yeah. I yeah. used them to cut the tentacles. That's yeah. sick.
2: Well, when you know she decided to have that attack go like too far, essentially, I'm like, oh, because the whole point of masks is that. It very in the book it is very clear that these are still children at yeah. heart essentially. They aren't killers. They aren't looking to kill. Like like a lot of other mm-hmm. RPGs, it's just it's very casual how someone's complete like a level one character in a D and D is like, All right, I just killed a, a you know a, a person. A, a person or, you Unbanded. know, a humanoid creature for the first time. Yeah. And saw the life leave its eyes. Cool, okay, I loot the body. Like yeah. it's it's very callous. It's, it's treated a, a lot more point. like a
0: video game. Yeah. yeah um but yeah before we get too far into that kind of uh discussion uh going back to that so like steven universe was a really big inspiration for for you. thing do you have a favorite superhero or like is is there a favorite gem that you would kind of like associate with that character then
1: um no gem in particular but um one of my favorite superheroes growing up and still to this day was the black widow oh heck yeah because not only the red hair but she's just sexy as but she's also badass very Super um cool. and then when it, you know when i saw scarlett johansson play her i was like queen yeah perfect casting option love her to death
0: oh yeah i always love just like the token human of a superhero group because mm-hmm. like it takes balls to be like throwing punches with like the likes of like superman or like hulk, like hulk and, and right. any of these like kind of like titans of like the superhero genre like just i, I love that we get those Human characters in there. Black Widow's a great one.
1: Black Widow, I mean, Iron Man's not a superhero, but he has like the technological. Like, a, yeah. mm-hmm. like the. His power is his intellect and know how. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Black Widow was a big inspiration for me because, you know, even though she's gone through a lot in her younger years, she's still very independent in her own way. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to put some of that in Aquamarine. Mm hmm her um and she just kind of that's why when they were on the bus in the opening scene she didn't want to really interact with anybody yeah but she's also kind of living in her brother's shadow mm-hmm. is kind of her thing
0: because uh r- really quickly um, can you remind me what your siblings names are
3: riley and rory riley and, riley and Rory, rory.
0: And, uh we-, we can lead into jamie's character after this but like you two are like so you are like the, the younger, more reserved
3: sibling,
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: like the jock older sibling almost? Yeah. yeah. And he's
3: just like, he he has to be like an adult, you know, so he's like standing up. For yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like talking at all, but he knows he has to be the one to do it. And
0: can you tell us a bit more about, we, we already heard a little bit about your hero name yeah. and everything, but can you talk a bit more about yours?
3: So uh, Influence was really kind of sorted out with. Uh, Tori, we talked back and forth, but I knew that... Um, I kind of knew the playbooks going in. Um, I was really interested when we started doing masks, so I like I read the heck out of like all the playbooks. And I found the joined, and I approached Tori about the concept, and she was like super into it, and then we just started working on it immediately. So it was kind of born out of that, and then we wanted to pick a playbook, because after you pick the joined playbook, which is for two players, then you both have to pick another one that is the powers. And so I kind of based my influence off of the powers that we chose. So I chose like earth manipulation, she chose like water manipulation. Um but my um one of my favorite superheroes, I love the Power Pack. Um like Marvel, like my um my uncle when we were kids, um he got rid of all of his comic books. Mm-hmm. And he had like just a bunch of different comic books each about like these specific like sets of superheroes and each stack of comic books they gave to me, and my brothers that just became our favorite superhero. Yeah. So my brother, he got like a stack of Batman. <laughs> uh, my brother, uh, my next brother got like Spider-Man. The next one got like Hulk. I got all power pack. And so I, I read through literally the, the entire original comic book series and the oldest, uh, s- the oldest brother, um, whose name is escaping me. Is it Peter?
0: I don't know. I'm not too familiar. Peter, Jack,
3: Emily, and that feels right. Um, he has gravity (laughs) powers. He's the oldest sibling. And I always thought that was so cool. And there's a comic book where they team up with captain America and they go up against taskmaster. And, um, it's literally like he was kind of going off the deep end, like kind of becoming a little bit of a villain. Mm -hmm. And the concept image I showed you guys literally looks just like him. Yeah. Like when he gets older. So like, blonde like angsty teenage and so i really pulled on that uh for personality wise not so much power wise um to decide who rory was gonna be so that's the biggest influence i had and those comic books really influenced me so nice Um my favorite superhero i don't know i mean that's Dev power pack's definitely up there but like um if i had to pick like a single hero um i'd probably pick either uh, a cap or not to be basic, but Spider-Man. mean, he's just Spider-Man's awesome. great. Spider yeah. made he's him cool. to be he's awesome. Great. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, straight up, when I, when you said that you two were doing the joins, I was like, or the joints, I was like, oh, sweet, Wonder Twins. <laughs> 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 Heck yeah, that's
2: <laughs> Yeah. Will, what about you, man?
0: Yeah, uh, I i i remember being very conflicted about what i wanted to play until like the week of i remember I, I called you one night when i had a very sudden spark of inspiration as i usually do with characters i'm a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a procrastinator i do my best work under pressure um but I, uh my my favorite character i'll start with this just to kind of lead into why i went with this is um i know he's he's in more of an anti-hero than a hero i love venom so much oh yeah venom's awesome e- ever since i was younger uh I I, I kind of had a similar thing where like I, I got a lot of hand-me-down comics from my cousins. Yeah, I got like all of the original like Todd McFarlane Spider-Man nice. runs. So mm-hmm. like like the the like golden age of Venom kind of design. Um, and then later on I got uh, my favorite Spider-Man uh, 2099 Miguel O'Hara. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I got to see the 2099 Venom, and I was like, oh, this is like different, but also cool. It's like I, I really like bestial characters that kind of have to like keep themselves in control. Hence why I kind of went with um, the transformed, because I wanted to have a character that had that kind of conflict. And then literally my my other inspiration was my favorite animal are gorillas and apes. I love apes. <laughs> and so <laughs> I kind of sat down. I was like, well, what can I make of this? And I, I kind of drew on inspiration from more obvious characters like Beast Boy, Hulk, Beast from the X-Men, mm-hmm. yeah. um, who, especially with Beast, kind of having the mutant mentality of like, you know, there's all these other mutants like, i don't know like rogue uh Mm. wolverine storm like gene gray all those like they look like normal people and they're like oh god like our lives are so like we're we're so discriminated against as mutants it's like that guy is a literal monster how do you think he feels like (laughs) look look at beast over in the corner he like never complains yeah and so like I, i wanted to kind of have a character that um i remember you told us going into this like you're all basically going through like superhero puberty almost like you're your, your teenagers who are like, you're already like, I don't want the world to look at me right now, mm-hmm. who are now heroes. And so they have to kind of roll with that. So I was like, you know, all of these other characters are human presenting. I don't want my character to be, <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. be, I want to look fucked up. I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to play an ape boy. Um, and like, he's going to be very self conscious and, and like kind of getting a little real. Took some inspiration from some real life bullying I got when I was younger. Absolutely. Um, and that's like uh, whenever I make a character, I like to think of like fake scenarios that happen in their life. And so one of the ones I thought of was like him getting bullied, and what would he be called? And, like you know, if you're this walking around big ape dude who's like six foot five, when everyone else is like fifteen, you're gonna be called like Bigfoot, the missing link. And then I was like, hey, that'll, that'll be his hero name. He kind of takes it back, and then that's how I came up with the. I, I wanted to have a punny name, so I named him Lincoln. Yeah. And then I oh, want to like... I want to have an alliterative name because. You know, Peter Parker, like you got Bruce gotta, Banner. Bruce Banner. You gotta have yeah. the uh the literative thing. So I, Wally I came, West. Yeah, Wally West. I the came up with the last name on. Lockney, so his <laughs> name Lincoln Lockney and yeah. that's how I came up with mine. That's fun. Nice,
3: and we did the same thing. We our last name was Ross. I don't yeah. know if we say that in the episode. No, ever, we did. So. I think. Yep. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. What was so much more confusing too is Max's character also starts with an R. Yeah. What was yeah. his name? Is it Ryan? Something? I think it was Ryan Rogers. Ryan. Yeah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I I kept almost wanting to call you Ryan during the session of yeah. him Ross. Mm-hmm. And then also Riley is like a little bit of more general neutral Ryan. name, so it's like any of those could be anybody.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't even like that wasn't planned, was it?
3: Not at all. No. Maxwell okay. uh, Maxwell called me beforehand because I was so excited about the system. I literally texted the group chat. I was like, "If anyone wants to call me and tell me about their characters, please do." And so Maxwell was like, "Yeah, I'll call you." Yeah. So he called me and told me about his character, and he told me his name. He's like, "All right, well, his name is
2: Ryan," and I was like. What's his last name? <laughs> he was like, Rogers. I was like, oh, no. <laughs>
3: this is yes. not uh, fun. Mad
2: props to Gavin for being the only character that does not have an litter of name. And that's because I think he only gave me a first name. He just yeah, said talent, and that's it. Is talent
0: an actual name, or is that a nickname or a hero uh, name?
2: Talent, as far as he's told me, it's his actual name of T-A-L-Y-N.
0: Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> Love that's that. That's all.
2: And that's already basically a superhero name, but yeah. then he went with Spark uh, to go with that. So Yeah.
0: I, I do really like because because... Uh, Maxwell's playing Kid Guardian, right? Yes, Kid Guardian and then spark and Kid Guardian's like almost like a Superman kind of inspiration mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm.
2: his power wise to be the Maxwell representative yes, please I, I will be at the Maxwell representative for the table uh, he his is very like Captain America mm. uh, I would say that like Captain America superboy type vibes is gotcha. kind of what he's going for of the super strong, the super. Trying to you know embody that idea of justice, you know, mm-hmm. being the symbol essentially, yeah. like uh, uh is the big thing
0: from the amalgam comics, uh, super soldier, right? Is yeah, is the confusion of Superman and Cap. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's cool. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he has a shield also, right? Yes, yes. 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 The
2: shield is modeled after his mother, Guardian, mm-hmm. the the hero Guardians like outfit essentially, yeah, like that's cool. the eagle on his shield is like. The breastplate of her, mm. you know, armor. Essentially, he's playing
0: the not the protege,
2: the legacy, the legacy. Thank
3: you, I couldn't think of it. The legacy,
2: yes. Which it's interesting how I think he's...
0: he's yeah, Gavin's yes. playing the protege. Yes,
2: Gavin is playing the protege, but it's interesting when you listen through the episode how they both have these mentor type characters, but mm-hmm. they are both are being treated differently and you you through your character will also yeah. has it's not really a full-on mentor mm-hmm. uh you kind of have a, a a guy in the chair i think you would call it essentially of like yeah, his, his mom his is mom. kind
0: of his his guy in the chair quote-unquote and also just like the um i'm like cisco almost like cisco from the flash with yeah. him where like he, he's as a guy who's like Not a guy, a gal. In this case, his mom, who's like the science type, who like knows about his body and his powers, and Mm -hmm. can kind of help him with it. Yeah,
2: but it's interesting how each of you have of these mentor type characters, and and we have the cardinal. You guys have the cardinal. Every single one of them is uh, different, though. Essentially, of uh, no one thing falls under. So there's this clashing of, uh, you know, some some of you guys can go to feel like you can go to your mentors for anything, and Mm -hmm. some of you guys can't. Some of you guys have your mentors care more about you and. Some of them, it's the inverse of you care more about them. Yeah, uh, that seems to be the vibe with the cardinal a lot. Of like, he just does not care, but he's got his own stuff got going on. And we also know?
3: couldn't care less. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> anybody You're who not says, our dad. <laughs> "Anybody who says yes to children just going, hey, can we like not live here?" You know, yeah. when they have nowhere else to go, it's like something's going on. Something's here. going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also this was just really fun because i think this is another occasion we kind of did this with our call of cthulhu characters not so much with our D and D characters we talked about it before but going into this i think all we knew about each other's characters say for you two obviously who are siblings and right. this, um was our playbooks we didn't know anything else i think yeah <laughs> until yeah. like we got to the table and started yeah. actually talking about it we
1: had to be hands-on with it otherwise i was just totally lost i was like what yeah. a- <laughs> what the hell are we doing
0: but yeah, that first session was super fun. It's a yeah. it's an
2: interesting cool. system.
1: It is a very interesting system. I'm so used harsh
2: to... learning curve from normal system. Yeah, it or is. From from other I am other systems. not at
1: all used to the lack of dice. as my thing. Yeah.
3: I think I, I I listened to a little while ago. I listened to another podcast like Dum Dums and Dragons, and they do they do like a, a space arc, like a futuristic space arc, and the rolling system is very much the same in terms of the d sixes and all that and the way that it works. Mm-hmm. And so way. I kind of had like a jumping off point with that but i i literally spent hours reading the guide beforehand and like i was like obsessed with it.
0: i mean i think we were all thankful that you did because (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, we we had a phone call talking about developing our characters and everything and i was like hold on i gotta print these out real quick give me like two seconds
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i had the pdfs of all the books on my laptop for a while and i never read them because i'm not gonna lie We've already said that we're doing this one later. I've been reading a lot about Lancer. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's where most of my attention went. And I was I, like, God, we have we have masks this weekend. I have to go <laughs> figure <laughs> out a character.
2: Yeah, so I think we'll each have our own systems that we latch on to. I know we all come from D&D, but, mm-hmm. Will, you're going to be our Lancer guy for sure because you've you you know you've been digging into that. So <laughs> Jamie, you're our masks guy. There's going to be different systems that we all latch on to. I know that, um, but at the same time, uh, there's always going to be an understanding that while we'll try our best to adapt to these new systems, there's always going to be a line for homebrew. Like, oh, for absolutely. example, the first episode for Masks, Masks as a system, uh, for, for our listeners who may or may not understand and know, uh, essentially starts off the party after the first adventure, after they already know each other, after they are an established mm-hmm. team. And while that's great to get beyond the hump of you meet in a tavern, quote-unquote— uh initial like stereotypical starters while it's great for establishing important for relationships and helping walk people through having role-played relationships with people because we are all seasoned role players and seasoned rpg people i did not see that we really needed that so for our first episode i love the idea of doing an origin story i love the idea of going this is how the team gets together yeah uh a lot of the inspiration for the world that i had for going into this and for the kind of general plot line of why are these kids being brought together and everything is i love teen titans Mm -hmm. uh not teen titans go the original teen Titans animated Mm -hmm. series uh and young justice the idea of not necessarily like an a-list you don't have superman leading the young justice like being the mentor for the young justice team you have red tornado you have (laughs) like this non-mainstream hero non-frontline fighting hero that has to take in this ragtag group of kids yeah and they just gotta figure figure out life together while also trying to you know figure out their (laughs) own stuff and trying not to call the you know uh the paradox league yeah. every 2 seconds
0: cuz like you you, you don't want to call superman downtown cuz there's a robbery like you you get you send in the kids after that or like like you said like our red tornado uh cardinal mm-hmm. the cardinal it was just like the you know yeah you're a hero but you're on babysitting duty because the big boys are <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> which i believe that is a young justice like that's a that's the foundation for a few young justice like Justifications for well, oh man, the world's about to end. Why can't we call on Superman? Well, he's off-world. Yeah, like that is a big thing of he ain't here. Yeah, once yeah. a superhero gets big enough, they start concerning themselves with the the galaxy, the yeah. universe. I mean,
0: because there's even a lot of parts in the comics where, like, yeah, Superman is like on like Apocalypse fighting Darkseid right now to prevent the end of the galaxy or whatever. So, whoever is back on Earth causing havoc, you know, you got to send in the uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily the little guy, but like the less the backup. Yeah, the backup, the the less um, like uh,
1: Nightwing, yeah, the sidekicks. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to think of like the word like the not the like, B team, but I'm trying to think of like a less offensive term than that. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the, the the more the more narrow uh, mm-hmm. narrow application heroes.
2: The more the neighborhood Spider-Man, not the yeah. universe yeah. Spider-Man, not, not the spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, and I feel like that that went over swimmingly. That while yes, we, ab- we are eventually going to do the stuff that masks requires of establishing inter-party relationships. Now I feel like that we we've, we've all been more thoroughly equipped, both as listeners and as storytellers, to be able to really justify those established relationships of having specific events that we can call back to yeah. and say, this is the reason why my character does not like your character. And we can talk about that and work that out or that'll be a driving wedge between us. Yeah
0: one cool thing about masks too is um the like kind of relationship and influence system that they have and i think that our first uh episode like really helped in establishing kind of influence of each other because you know like we, we were mentioning earlier you did have that moment with maxwell's character where you kind of called him out towards the end of the episode yeah and i can't remember if he gained influence him over like influence over uh jamie's character for that or not but just we all kind of got a chance to get a little bit of experience with each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't speak. I'm sorry. You're doing great. We all got a chance to get a little bit of experience with everyone else's characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was right.
2: there was scenes with every, there was kind of one-on-one scenes with everybody, essentially. Mm-hmm. Of, pretty cool. You know, there was a scene between the, the siblings. There was a scene between Kid Guardian and everyone. There was mm-hmm. a scene between Spark and kind of everyone.
3: Um, monkey.
0: <laughs> Lincoln's existing, man. He takes his mom. That was it. And he got his two gallons of milk at the end. There we
2: go. Proper day's work. Proper day's Ooh, work. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: uh, w- one thing you mentioned before the podcast that uh, really made me laugh is how you're like you could have listened to a whole hour of us describing our rooms. Hundred percent. That was so much fun. That was
2: so
1: fun. That was really fun. I enjoyed that one.
2: That is one thing that I love about masks. And forewarn, fair warning to any play, any people coming from a very dense role-playing game, a dense TTRPG, like your Dungeons & Dragons, like your Calls of Cthulhu's. Uh, Especially the harshness of coming from Call of Cthulhu into Masks, you really have to break your dense RPG brain as a player, but moreover as a DM, that everything needs a role, and that everything needs to have a specific role. Because Masks, you have your, your five stats, and your conditions, and... And that's, it. And, and that's it bud you know
1: yeah yep
0: and I, I like too that it is a bit more narrow because like our abilities we have like depending on the character like six that you choose from and you only pick two or three of them yep. right mm-hmm. um and then like obviously you choose like your ability or whatever which just uh because i'm curious i know i i picked um uh resilience or endurance and superhuman strength you, you picked um, what was exactly jamie
3: it's um, just elemental control. I think elemental control was our biggest one. Yeah, that's
1: okay. cool. And then we had to choose what element we wanted to control, like and then control what we all can all
3: do with said element. Because the way that Nova works, instead of choosing like powers, you um can do something called burn, mm-hmm. where you um just like store up a whole bunch of your powers. You like store it up, kind of like similar to like Wanda. You like store up a bunch of power, and then you can use it to do like shields or like uh, punchy blasts.
0: Yeah. Or... You
1: can make like a water sword or yeah, just
0: like stockpiling energy. Yeah, and yeah. That's cool. yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the uh, the transformed abilities are neat because they're almost all oriented around like maintaining control or just deliberately losing it. There, there's one ability just called "Be the Monster." where like That's you metal yeah you, you use uh i think you use freak instead of something else uh which freak is one of your uh like few abilities on here. Yeah. yeah and uh there's even one where um i can't remember the name of it but you can essentially when you're making a uh oh my gosh i'm forgetting the mechanic now but you're when, when you're talking with someone and trying to like shift their, their labels yes yeah, shift their labels um you can use freak instead of mundane because you're like, hey, at least you don't look like me. (laughs) 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 It's fun. I'm excited because super cool. It it, this is it's so much more like role play oriented, right? Jimbo likey (laughs) with with this group. I think a a, a lot of us enjoy because we talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. especially all all actors. um,
1: And as of making this, the latest D and D that we recorded. Oh yeah. Oh that. I mean, we can cut this out if we need to. I just, I just wanted to talk about it. Oh no, it's fine. It.
0: Hey, viewers, look forward to it. Wink, <laughs> wink.
1: No, I, I just really want to talk about the ending. Yeah, um, because oh, like Maxwell was talking to me after, and he was like, "The look in your eyes scared me a little bit because <laughs> how intense you got into character." I was like, "Look, it's it was awesome. like," and I didn't want it like. When I started, when I kind of like took the story from from you, I didn't want it to come off as like, like I was stealing your thunder or anything else. Oh
2: no! So most times, in order to elicit that kind of a moment, it's a lot of pushing from the DM and trying to set up the right environments. Right. It's it's a very welcome thing to have a player just voluntarily go. I got you know I I, I got I, just, this. I got the reins on yes. this
1: right okay. And I feel like the moment that happened was probably when the milk was thrown against the wall. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that was when I was just like, yeah. I'm taking the reins. I got the horse, you know. Um, and honestly, I was kind of going improv on that.
3: Oh, yeah. It I was awesome. Yeah. It's good work.
1: I, I didn't. There was so much I wanted to do in that scene, but I didn't know what my limits were as far as taking the reins and the story. So I just kind of limited like, it. Do it.
3: I kill Maxwell? Let
0: him <laughs> <live>?
1: <laughs> do, I, do I want to stay in a repressed state and keep my thoughts to myself? Or do I want to be open about this? Do I trust him enough to open up about my past hmm. kind of thing? And I was, and I was like, because how long has the caravan been going now?
2: I mean, couple months, but the thing is, is that, I mean, isn't that how it is in real life when you have mm-hmm. a breakdown of you think you want to do everything at once and the same time, nothing, and there's no way to decide and right now without, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Sometimes you do just need someone to be there. There doesn't need to be talking, but also there right. doesn't need to be inaction and that's Where I think you just threw down the gauntlet in that moment and Maxwell picked it up essentially Mm -hmm. of like, it's kind of like the, the, the moment in X-Men with Wolverine, like hugging onto Jean Grey as he's being literally ripped apart by her power. Uh, like I'm not gonna let you go, even if you hurt me. I know it's not intentional. Right. I know it's because you're hurting. Type thing. You're trying to gotcha. push me away,
1: but it's not gonna fucking work, though. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
2: absolutely. And that's she, what forges those bonds. Yeah. yeah and
1: she's already stressed because she's in her hometown. <laughs> so she's like.
3: And I, I didn't help. I'm sorry. Oh, but Jamie. It, it's it's a part of a long, deep-rooted plan. <laughs> a you. plan that he valnora is rolling her eyes no at one at you. About. <laughs> to tell nobody because if you know then then there's no fun in that you know, know yeah. like
1: there have been times i wanted to spill my backstory but i have been trying so hard to keep it a secret for y'all's sake yeah i'm like sitting here yeah. i'm like alex don't get away too much to get it out
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> get it and also it's it's just sometimes it's like Awkward to put your backstory into words in Ooh. a roleplay context. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I felt terribly awkward when uh, Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Damien and Shepard had that uh, scene at the end of our second episode. Yeah, which sorry, this is of we're, we're talking about D and D again now instead of masks. But you know, this is a podcast Oopsies. to talk about whatever we want. So.
2: We talk about whatever we want, fool. When we want, idiot. Sorry, <laughs> um, we love you. Don't worry,
0: we do. Uh, Especially you, but not. <laughs> you know that that one person listening not you i'm kidding i'm sorry i love you all Uh,
3: you know who you are yeah
1: yeah
0: but anyway (laughs) (laughs) but no um that that scene where like we're spilling the beans about like our backstory it's like this is stuff (laughs) are you okay
3: (laughs) spilling the beans yeah
0: no, we're, we're we are we're spilling of beans about like our, beans. our characters' past, and like it's almost one of those things. Like I feel cringy putting this into words right now. <laughs> this is something I've only had written down or talked to you about mm-hmm. with my character, right? Um, and it's, it, like it sometimes it's just a lot easier to. Um, I I really like uh, in, in any kind of acting, just show don't tell, mm-hmm. um, right. especially in RPGs. Acting is reacting, baby.
1: It's yeah. like it's like I've loved the reactions when y'all saw my wanted poster. Yeah that's exactly the reaction i want if yeah. like if y'all discover any piece of my backstory i'm hmm. like i want to see that genuine <gasps> surprise reaction and
0: also like when it's stuff that we're slowly getting like one piece at a time we can make our own narrative right? Right. <laughs> and kind of like theorize like mm-hmm. I, I don't think we talked about it but like i was like okay um now I got to make a group chat with like Gavin and Jamie about how we're going to take down these two uh, possessed people. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I
2: think the, to go back to that, what like you were talking about, show don't tell. It's such mm-hmm. a strong uh, writing, uh, almost commandment in a sense. Mm-hmm. In a sense, where the downfall for many great media is, oh, they instantly just start telling mm-hmm. instead of showing because uh, they want to get it all out instantly. Yeah. And I think the biggest the biggest way that you can help prevent that is show backstory to the point where telling hat, like it telling is inevitable where mm-hmm. it becomes an ultimatum of either something bad is going to happen or things need to get told right now right. of wanted poster appears. It's like what, like what this could be Show You showed this to Valnora Nora and if, essentially she's going to have to either deny, 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 or spill the beans of like, what the heck, like, yeah. is going on with this yeah. and eventually that builds and builds and yeah. builds and the stakes <laughs> continue to build along with it uh especially with like now that we're in her hometown there are things going on of you had to put her in a full suit of armor mm-hmm. uh just to, to hide her face but yeah so it the the showing he needs to build and build along with the stakes and the consequences mm-hmm. of you know if it is not revealed either it will be revealed eventually it's either going to be shown with the consequences or told before those consequences can yeah. take action so like to the point where you guys are in her hometown now y'all had to put her in a dang suit of armor yeah but You're y'all welcome. are also about to go to dinner with one of the heads of you know one of the three head families in the town which so is just perfect <laughs> what's gonna go down with that there's so many different things that it keeps building and building and building until yeah. eventually it. I'm just gonna it, it's gonna break blow
0: the up, it up off at my some suit point, and then
1: keep. Give you a <laughs> like, if so you find a way to keep my horns in there. Too. <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> if you think about even like scenes that we've had in the show so far, like the scene where uh, Tobias does snap, it would have been a lot lamer if before he's like, "Guys, there's a demon inside of me, and I don't know what it is." <laughs> and then it happens, like, no, it's a lot cooler. Like, oh my god, there's a demon in him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when it's actually happening, and we get to react. Yeah, right. But, um, mm-hmm. And it, I, that that scene would have been. So much more like, just like I said earlier, cringy. It if been like have told us. Yeah like, yeah, like like I'm trying to keep hold this back. I, I carry a darkness wherever yeah. I go. It's it's
1: like, it's like a it's like a a B movie kind of yeah kind yeah. of like like um Monty Python kind of <laughs> cr- kind of cringy humor exactly, kind of yeah. thing yeah
0: because there's a line between like a character with a dark past and an edge lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, think a show true. don't tell Exactly. Is the line. Because if if you're telling it's like okay, you want attention. <laughs> you yep. would not right. be telling us this if if you were actually wanted to keep the secret. If you truly had that dark of a past, mm-hmm. you would yeah.
1: not
2: be flaunting it to the light. It feels more artificial when you yeah. are. So. And
1: you got to put yourself in your character's shoes too. Absolutely. Like what would your character do in this situation? Cuz your character's not going to like like you said, like if the car- the backstory is bad enough you're not gonna to wanna to go around and be like, my dad is the main villain of the story yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, because Yeah. They don't need to know that until the big bad comes around. They're like, how Oh did my you god know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like real life people don't walk around and go, like, I have deep seated trauma with my father. Like that's not how that works.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have met people that meet me upon first like meeting and they're like, Here's my trauma dump of life. Yeah. Like, Jeez. Yeah. And Most those...
3: people need therapy. Yes. Yes.
1: But can't, can't afford do. it.
3: And I am not that therapist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have that been that therapist for
1: too long. I cannot. Wish you again. the best.
0: I can't help you.
1: <sighs> I'm gonna go without we doing the That
0: that's therapy right there.
3: we hitting the gwitty. I talk about gwitty.
2: Well talking about speaking of show don't tell to bring things back to masks a little bit. The idea of getting all y'all's backstories and things like that and going, okay, we may touch this, we may not. It, it It's a lot of conversations, but it's going to be interesting how that plays into things because mm-hmm. even at the very beginning, not to give spoilers uh, because it was edited out because I accidentally let a spoiler slip. Oh. Um uh, I was just
0: think oh, that's yeah. a reaction to that, yeah. sorry.
2: I accidentally let a spoiler slip and we had to uh cut it but uh a certain person's identity was revealed in oh, terms yeah. of connection to one of our characters uh and it it would have just completely ruined it so now it's while the players know now it's a ticking time bomb of how much can I seed through showing yeah uh instead of just, you know, letting this character outright ter- tell it mm-hmm. to people.
0: And even when you do know, because obviously in any kind of TTRPG, um, you don't want to metagame, uh, which if anyone is unaware out there, metagaming is using outside knowledge or prior knowledge of something that you as a player have, but your character would not have. So like we as, a play- as players know that relation, um, but our characters don't obviously. Mm-hmm. But even though we know it, we don't know the way that our characters are going to figure it out which is infinitely more exciting than just like us being like oh yeah uh, we actually do know that Uh."
1: (laughs) right and then like when you already know like the spoiler because you've like let's say i as a player know damien's backstory just just you know and then when the big reveal comes around i'm like okay yeah it's like it's not exciting it's not it's not, not right. exciting at all that's why you gotta show not tell kind of
2: yeah my goal with one reveal is to make people leave the table like in terms of like actually standing up and being like yeah. oh my like there is th- th- i'm waiting for which it.
3: story can
2: we know that
0: no. no, no. This oh. is just in general. I think he's saying. Oh, is it? No, I no, think no. It's he's about saying, a story. I think oh. he's saying
2: he has one in his
3: pocket.
1: I, I am waiting. I'm for that neither day. confirming
2: or denying that plot lines have already been in place, and clues have already been laid. laid uh, well, in speaking the it out now,
1: you're confirming it. I <laughs> we
3: I'm we don't know what you're. I'm note taker no, yeah. supreme, and I hardly took. Any during that last oh, yeah. uh, S- grape S- sesh, so yeah, like I, I nearly
0: Harper's. stood up from the table. Second episode of D and D, and you're like, yeah, Moonlit King is here. Like uh other <laughs> people are here. <laughs> Literally, did Like there's other people here that you know, and you're in danger. And I was like, oh, cool, <laughs> yeah fun, fun, yeah. And I almost got up and was like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. Oh, yeah. No one is safe. No Because <laughs> one no, no one's prepared for their character arc to happen in the second episode.
2: No. Yeah. No. Nope. Someone's has and to. And two peoples
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell's <laughs> and mine. Okay.
2: Here's the thing. I and... And you... I would love to talk with you guys about this. I was fully expecting because maxwell's d and d character is a homebrewed mm-hmm. barbarian subclass uh-huh. that I you know have been cooking up for a little bit, and yeah. he I introduced it to him just as a suggestion because he was wanting to play something different and quirky and uh, he was willing to go along with the testing phases and work out the growing pains with me. And I was fully expecting that mechanic to not pay off until episode. 10 yeah. 15 it's supposed to be a slow burn of a thing but to have it happen in the first episode oh, yeah. of our podcast ever all it takes is one bad roll <sighs> oh yeah <laughs> the
1: dice really told the story and there. i think that really
2: set the tone for everything that we've done since then oh yeah. absolutely
0: because mm-hmm. it kind of became something that every D party needs the inciting reason to stay together Mm -hmm. which like it wasn't fully developed there at that point like i I still don't think any many of our characters have much deep connection maybe a handful of us but it still kind of created that thing like well like i was there and this guy went crazy like i kind of need to see the rest of this now like i Mm -hmm. I can't just leave this wandering time bomb off to go and hurt somebody else like i can monitor this now and gives us a reason to stay together as a party because that's that's one thing that like always sucks is when you have a D party or like a new D D group together and you're several sessions then you're like something is not clicking and it's mm-hmm. like oh we don't give a fuck about each other <laughs> like, yeah we don't know each other
2: uh you can edit this out if maxwell does not like this but i've actually i actually had a conversation with him after the first uh well hold up let me say or let me give some space for you yeah so if you do want to keep this in so actually, speaking of that, after that episode, talking about, well, why do, wh- I don't have any reason for these characters to, you know, for my character to be with these characters, mm-hmm. Maxwell came to me and was like, Alex, just as a heads up, uh, my character in D&D may be wanting to leave the party soon. And I'm like, well, why, why, what yeah. do you, like, I'm okay, like, that's okay, but that's perfectly fine if you feel like your character would justifiably not want to stick with this group. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it's just, you know, he sees that he's going to hurt them and he's wanting like he's a ticking time bomb he sees his he acknowledges the fact of the time bomb nature of his own character and i just asked him one question back and i was like yeah that's okay man would they let you leave
0: and we would not
2: (laughs) and that (laughs) kind of answered his question for him of he was like that's something to think about of you need to have a strong emotional connection that ties the party together before you can start introducing the reason of well, why are they the ones to save the world? Yeah. You need to have a cohesive group before you can start introducing the stuff. And now that we've started building that cohesive group, now I've already started laying the seeds of, uh, especially within the next couple D;D D and D sessions, uh, It will be the reveals of, you know, kind of like, is the Moonlit King going to be the big bat? Is some other stuff that's going on in Willowdale going to, you know, hinting at a big bat? Like, Mm -hmm. what is there? And there's multiple things that it could be of. um, I love what Matt Mercer said in an interview uh, through, like, it was just like, I think it was in the GM roundtable specifically. Yeah. Uh, where great he, video by the way oh I mm-hmm. love that video yes. I've, I've watched it so many times I've, I've watched so Brendan's rant
3: about snacks
2: about a hundred times
0: <laughs> I can just I can just listen to Brendan talk 24 hours a day but continue sorry but He
2: to specifically talk about he was addressing campaign 2 of critical role and why while it was fully expected to go to uh, level 20 it did not it's because it, the players can focus where they want to they can focus on the main plotline they can focus on side plots they can do whatever but uh Through the player's actions, that determines how the story will end. Yeah. In the sense that the idea that the DM may have as the big bad could be killed off the first time that these characters actually meet this character. Mm. It could be that they take this, you know, one random NPC and turn that person into the big bad or the best ally that you had no expecting. Yeah. Role-playing games and TTRPGs in general are the combination, it's a storytelling where the ideas of the dm and the ideas of the players meet and become something entirely new it Mm -hmm. is nothing that the that the players fully expected and it is nothing that the dm fully expected and it is so much better than what either person could do alone Mm -hmm.
0: it's collaborative storytelling yes because obviously this is plias is your world but it's mine it's my precious a lot of stuff that i can't speak for you fully but this is something that i do when i'm making a new world uh for like a, like a one shot or just like a a new group or whatever is i develop it along with what uh characters and like what kind of uh people my players are going to be playing because obviously like um like like just to reference brennan and again. round table again, uh, he mentioned like, okay, no one's playing clerics or whatever, don't develop gods then or whatever. Like, yeah. That's that's a great thing uh, for any DMs or storytellers out there to use. It's like, if you know you're not going to be having certain elements in your campaign or that your players aren't going to push for those or include those in their own characters, why add it? Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of got to build Plias in accordance with our characters because you're making at the same time that this podcast was in its infancy. Um, and that's we kind of all in our own ways got to add to the world and it was great like mm-hmm. i i i think uh, you gavin has some of this too we still haven't talked about it much but like uh, all the fey wild stuff i remember you and i were on the phone talking about that while i was like house sitting and i was like writing all this down oh yeah like, oh, yeah this is this is this is our Feywild, wild man <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah man yeah we we, we built that fey wild we built this city and i love it so much yeah man
0: anyway Gosh, we really sure did go on like a tangent, but I love it. This is this is why I, I wanted too. to even have systems miles, so we mm-hmm. can just talk about this kind of stuff. It's yeah. fun. Yeah.
2: I love this, man. I love I love just to being able to sit down with you guys and talk, and yeah. no pressure, no anything. Just be able to reflect. Mm-hmm. Can I ask
3: you a question, Alex? Yes. If you were to play masks and then also call of Cthulhu, what do you think you would play Oh, an person question. and like hero wise? And if you don't, you
2: can't think of like a playbook, then maybe just like. What hero do you think
3: would inspire you?
2: So for masks, I think that specifically, I love the idea of the doomed. Yeah. The doomed yeah. playbook. That's super was cool. really, really it's nice. Sick. This idea that something is coming for you and it's just a ticking time bomb. It could be a metaphorical something. It could be a literal something. Mm-hmm. But this idea of, I love the idea of a character that is on a clock. of
3: Like, um. That uh, the guy from the Percy Jackson books, and he's got like that log that burns every time he uses his power. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my
0: gosh, that's gonna bother
3: me so deep cut. Frank, Frank, Frank. I know his name is Frank. That's
0: the Aries guy, right?
3: Nope. Uh, He he's uh, he is. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's from the Roman camp. Mm -hmm. Frank Zhang, Zhang, Zhang.
2: I know he's he's Canadian. Yeah. Yay. Yes, I know exactly yeah, what yeah. you're talking about.
3: But every time he... He can turn into any animal, but every time he does, uh, the log burns. And when the log burns out, he got a prophecy when he was a baby that he would die. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's such a cool idea. Oh, so
2: you me. would, like, base it off of that? Or what do you think, like, power-wise? I think that it would be based off of that of... Uh, I know that you put me onto Protean City Comics. Of, oh, yeah. Puck. Uh, they have a character <laughs> that, like, you know, is it's an it's a fifth-dimensional creature that's, like, after him. And they can, like... You know, go in and out and you, and draw on its power, but every oh, time yeah. it draws power from that dimension, I love the idea of this impending doom of sorts. But now that you brought brought up Frank Zhang, I love this idea of this one item that's like critical to like you know a life tie essentially. Yeah. And eventually, eventually, the rose petals will fall. Eventually, yeah. the lock will burn out. Yeah. The beast, uh, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. But powers, I'm not really tied to anything of yeah. sorts. I love all sorts of, you know. Uh, As a kid, you know, we all have that question of, well, what superpower would you have if you had it? Hmm. And I had the nerdy, smart answer of I would be like, well, I would be able to draw kinetic energy from anything and be able to use it in however I want. So basically, because all molecules are slightly vibrating, I can draw it from even still items and use like the energy blasts or like, you know, tap someone and then they would just go flying back or something. Nerd! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And then Call of Cthulhu.
0: No, like, w- we all have kid stuff. Like, m- mine was, uh, like, because I'd always get, like, a headache because i had migraines all the time. And I was like, I wish I could just pull the pain out and just fire it at somebody. Because mm, <laughs> it pisses me off.
2: Before we go to Call of Cthulhu, what about you guys, Tori, Jamie? What would you have? Like, what, what's up? What, what power would you have if you would have, you know? In, in real life, card? I always oh. thought that,
3: um, Well, the answer changed recently. When I was a kid, it was just like flight. Like I wanted angel wings. That's literally like why Shepard is the way he is. Like that that was was actually me too. Dream. I just like wanted like big, beautiful angel wings that I could never get rid of. That were just on all the time, and I wanted to be ripped. I wanted to be angel. Oh, so you're an angel for maximum. And I wanted to be ripped and walk around in just blue jeans, no shoes, <laughs> and just have no shirt on. Always be ripped and have these big redneck Gabriel angel just go wings. full maximum ride. Oh, that's what exactly, I'm saying. Exactly. Maximum ride. However, I've watched uh, my hero and Miria's power. I just think now I'm I'm forever like that is so useful. It is a cool power, and like it's so simple. Just like being able to change your density to go through walls and things. I was about to say for for the audience at home. So cool! He literally just like goes into the floor and he wipes an entire class of like the strongest upcoming heroes there's ever been in he like 30 seconds
0: students. and what's crazy too like I just love his characters because he he was almost like people look down on him, it's like oh yeah you're destined to fail because your power sucks and then he he took it and he took learned so, how to get good he, he took a bad situation and was like I can make this amazing mm-hmm. which is always the coolest stuff in comics when it's like like oh I have this thing on my back that's killing me slowly but I've learned to use it. <laughs> yeah literally montage time yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's always the coolest stuff so yeah like, that kind of stuff for the Doom would actually be really
3: cool oh
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Tori uh actually the the wings thing too was my thing because Mm. I grew up uh well not grew up but when I was in middle school I would read Maximum Ride almost religiously oh yeah because it was like I love James Patterson as an author and then when I saw Maximum Ride I was like kids with wings this is (laughs) it holy shit I love this
2: angsty kids with wings yes even better
1: even better (laughs) um But um, over time, it would like it changes. Like, randomly, I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, superpowers. Yeah. What would I have? And then, like, every time I think about it, it changes. Because I'm like, I think this part of my life, it would be useful. And then another part of my life happens and I think something else would be useful. So I'm like, right now, probably teleportation.
0: That's that's be- the most practical one in my opinion. Because, because
1: okay, because I live 30 to 40 minutes away from work. <laughs> yes. <and that's>, exactly. <laughs> it's so much a commute, more convenient. Man, it's killer. <laughs> I am
0: lazy, and I like sleeping in sometimes because I'm not a morning person. Blink. And, so, yeah, I can take my fucking 20-minute shower and then be like, oh, yeah, I got to be there to work in two minutes. I can go take a poo real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's – so it would either be that – or um, oh, what was the other one? There was another one that I really liked. Um, just just wanted to take the opportunity. Well, no, actually, sorry. To
3: make a little Hayden Christensen jumper reference. <laughs> yes, please. While we have the space to, that's all. Not enough people know about that. <laughs> Go watch the movie. It's a good movie. It's cringy, but it's awesome. your Sanctuary.
1: Um, after our last Airbender. <sighs> I would honestly be fine with bending any of the four elements. Mm-hmm. All of them would be cool, but I know I'm not that cool, um, so I would probably, honestly, water bending yeah. would be so freaking cool. I be- do like water Hence,
3: bed. aquamarine.
1: Aquamarine. Yeah, that's kind of what inspired it. So, like, I know blood bending's not preferred, and like, it's it's kind of <laughs> not kosher, but. Imagine you're just sitting outside, you see a mouse that's been getting into your house like Mm. every day, stealing your food. You're like...
2: So you torture it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know that's a little... I was about to say, make it tap dance
2: out of there like a hello, my baby. Hello,
1: (laughs) my...
2: You could just make it leave.
3: (laughs) See, like... (laughs) But instead, Tori's like, I'm going to torture this mouse. Look, I know
1: it's... You took all your little mouse (laughs) friends and you'll never come back. (laughs) They're never going to believe you. They're (laughs) going to keep you alive so that you can tell them all to not fuck with me.
2: (laughs) Have you seen the the? I believe it's a Reddit post of like the. This is how I deal with ants. I take one ant away, put it in a bit a bin oh, full of sugar, idiot. and then take it away. It. Uh,
1: what I want to do actually is I'm going off topic now, but I've seen videos of like people putting circles around ants, and then the ants oh, are yeah. trying to get out of the circle, but it's just like a sharpie, and they're like, I don't they know. They can't where to cross go. it. They can't. They yeah. don't understand. It's it's Idiots. like it's like they abide by the Fey laws. It's like that one scene. <laughs> Said like that one scene from *Bugs Life* when a leaf falls in front of the ant trail, <laughs> yeah. they start freaking out. Like, what do we do? <laughs> I don't oh know. And then that one, pro- like quote-unquote, professional ant yeah um director just like goes around and is like it's okay just come around the leaf you got it you're completely fine so and then they funny. have to start a whole other trail around it. it's it's great
2: you know i need a professional aunt i need that kind of person yeah. in my life right? just to like guide me through it be like it's good it's okay just come on you're doing great. so
1: you want a psychiatrist
2: i do yeah. have a psychiatrist I just... i'm a therapist yes
0: no the, with the avatar thing though Everyone always says they want water bending because they're like, I could be a bloodbender. It's like, bro, that's an advanced technique. You're like an average Ed- Joe. On a full moon, yeah. And like, we, we've seen three, char- four characters that can use it. You're, uh,
1: you gotta oh, it's so cool though. It is really like, cool. Like, don't don't put me in a little box. It's like, not like
3: it's not like metal bending that everyone. We've seen now it can be done by any yeah, foot soldier. Yeah,
0: like that. And that's one thing that kind of bothered me. In Korra is just like how every freaking firebender can lightning bend now. Yeah, and they use it to charge their city, and it's like that's cool and all, but like we saw one person that could produce lightning before this. What the heck, man? Everyone else is just
3: redirecting. Yeah. Um and uh also the.
0: I got to say my poem. Right? Uh,
3: sorry, the Kabumi, you... the Kabumi. eye Oh, the
0: combustion, oh, combustion man. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah that, that's another one. Like
1: Sparky, Sparky Boom Man. Yeah, Sparky, Sparky Boom Man.
0: And then uh, <laughs> the 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 hot lady from season three, of Korra. Mm-hmm. The 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 goth lady that was dating the short kings, Is <laughs> here?
3: <laughs> What's her name? Oh, it's gonna kill. Um,
0: me. I can't remember because they only say it a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I to say it starts with a Z, but anyway. Um, nah. but, like, I, I mine used to – it still kind of is teleportation, I think. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, like I said, I'm lazy. and It's is, just convenient. It, it's so convenient. Um, but uh, ever since my, I was a kid, though, I, I think the one I'd actually want to go with is, like, shape-shifting. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Like, be, like, putting other people. But, like, I, I don't even want to do that because I, I just want to be, like, animals and shit and, like, fly like as a bird just like to experience that i love gorillas i want to be a gorilla <laughs> well, my,
1: well my thing with shapeshifting though is i like when um when encanto came out mm-hmm. and one of the characters can shape-shift someone made a good point in a in a um in a video saying you just with shapeshifting over time if you don't control it you kind of lose yourself and then this is
0: like an ideal scenario. I know,
1: I know. And then there's like I don't want
0: animal schizophrenia.
1: <laughs> like you'd be like, you'd...
2: am I a, a human as a rat or a rat as a human? <laughs> so you become a rat,
1: you get blunt-bended by me, but uh, no, there. no. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was that's such a good callback. <laughs> but yeah, like with shapeshifting, it's cool. Like because you can, depending on your limits, you can either be another person, you can be an animal, you can be a thing if you wanted to suggestively um
0: i'd want to be like uh like um cars and jojo part two where he can just like turn certain parts of his body into stuff that'd be cool
1: become a transformer nice, nice. Or, the... or like
0: honestly uh, like another uh, another anime that's a great comparison is a uh, nbna she can just like grow like wings and stuff she's like gets big gorilla arms at one point i was like that'd just be cool because you can just essentially simulate other powers like that it's awesome
2: anyways fun fact uh for the uh Path of the Inner Demon Barbarian subclass yeah. that I've made, that's the like level 15 ability is partial transformation. That's sick as hell. It's literally like, oh, I want to Hulk out my arm mm-hmm. and you know super mm-hmm. punch without going into a full it's range. It's kind of like
0: with the Path of the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's cool.
1: I love that. I can't wait.
0: Well, everybody, this has been... Really, really fun. I just love talking with all you beautiful people. Oh, stop. This is great. It's great love talking
1: it. to you too, Will.
0: I know. I was I was talking to Jamie mostly. I'm <laughs> <kidding>.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, that's fine. Ah. Uh,
0: my my love for Jamie is no. We're just like in love,
3: and we don't want to talk. Honestly, about it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to our wife and girlfriend. Our. I don't know why I said our. Our. our communal. <laughs> communal.
2: So sorry for the wife and works. girlfriend it's one of them these two
1: commune types.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: scary anyways
0: but yes any shout outs uh, that y'all, you guys have i do have one for a dear friend of mine but if y'all would like to go first i know that
3: tori
1: why don't you all follow us at systems wild on twitter because we have a wonderful set of memes there for you guys to check out also for any updates of any upcoming episodes um or just random stuff that gets posted on there for y'all's amusement you can go and check that out at systems wild again on twitter yep and will
0: and also to add on to that if any of you have any questions about certain episodes or campaigns that we're going to be doing in the future absolutely feel free to ask some questions in the comments on there
1: in uh, the comments or you can use the hashtag systems mild.
0: yes also Make sure on to tag TikTok, us. you guys
3: comment anything what right posting more yes mm-hmm. yes yes yeah mm-hmm. so
1: use the hashtag also tag us in case we don't see the hashtag um but yeah
0: um, I would also like to shout out my dear friend Jusubaksu on Twitch or Box. I call him Box. His name is Box. But his full title is J-U-U-S-U-B-O-K-K-U-S-U. Very long, I know. But he is an 18-plus variety streamer, but he is real, real entertaining and a very dear friend, like I said. love him. I care him so much.
2: And I love him, too. guys, <laughs> you love I him. Love... Thank you. Thank you, Ju thank, thank you, Box. We'll, Box. We'll we love you. That.
0: We love Box. Appreciate you, Box. I you I love Box. Love Box. This is, is that Pro Box podcast Absolutely. Anyway, but you. i think that wraps it us it wraps it, us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wraps it's, it's us been it. a night but i do think that wraps us oh my
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's it end episode i appreciate that
1: rhapsody
0: but i do believe that wraps us all up for tonight <laughs>
1: You had, it. you had it i see it in
0: my periphery it. i know, you had it. I know i'm gonna look. have you gotta, it like, turn
3: the mic so no, away. no matter what you say now <laughs> it will be fun. how
0: do you think i feel recording commissions man i get so jiggly <laughs> but that will be all for us tonight at systems systems mild almost slipped up there god damn it let me just take it again
1: <laughs> take 100 and action
0: i did not hit her it is bullshit <laughs> i did not hit her i did not oh hi mark <laughs> Anyways, that will be all for us tonight here at Systems Mild. Thank you all for listening. It was so lovely talking to all of you again tonight outside of our campaign sessions. Uh, And we will see you on the next episode of Masks, a New Generation.
2: Nighty night. See you on the flip side. Sweet dreams.